just got done with an AA meeting here in Newport Beach, California, and it was pretty awesome. Started out with a dude sharing his story, total surfer dude. Uh, like, think about, just imagine the stereotype of um, a 40-year-old former stoner surfer dude in Newport Beach, California, and that was totally him. Like, even had on the button-down shirt, the long, like, the long gray hair, all of it. And uh, the whole... The whole talk was in the form of like, bro, dude, like, man, back in the day, like, we used to get so messed up, you know. So it was kind of, um, it was kind of funny to listen to, but it was also super just, I, I don't know. I like AA because I see myself in so many different kinds of people people that I would never ordinarily associate with, you know, in everyday life. But then you get us all together in a church basement and it's like, it's like we're all the same because we do have that common thing that we used to struggle with. Um, and a lot of the people in there still struggle with it. So that's why I still go to meetings is it still reminds me of where I used to be and it gives me a chance to speak life into people that are in the shoes that I was in a few years ago. And um, that's just it, man, is there is a solution. That solution is called God. And I'm not shy about that. I think um, everybody finds God in different ways. And that's what's cool is just being able to get together and talk about that and to hear God speak through other people. You know, sometimes... I, I think people have this perception of God as like this um, this audible voice. And when we say we don't hear God, it's because he's not, we don't feel him speaking directly to us. But God works through the people around us. He works through our circumstances. He's, he's in everything. He's in the waves of the sea. He's in the stars at night. He's the wind in the air. He's the songs that play while I'm driving. Um, and all I have to do is, is quiet my own mind so that I can be aware of all those things going on around me because that is the voice of God. And I, you know, sometimes God is the look in other people's eyes. And that's another reason I love AA meetings is you can just see the transformation in people. And um, that's what made me want to get sober in the first place. I didn't know that getting clean was an option. I really didn't. So my addiction started in sixth grade, and um, I mean, I was popping pills on church church retreats. That's how I started, and then I found alcohol, and I don't think I went a day in college without drinking. I, I really don't think that I did, and so that was, let's see, in sixth grade, you're what, like 13 years old? So, I mean, that's almost 14 straight years of doing the wrong thing. 14 straight years of trying to replace God with other substances. And so when I hit rock bottom and I was ready to kill myself in 2014, I didn't know that that freedom even existed. I thought my only choice was just to end it all. And then I, I somehow ended up in an AA meeting that night and 
I saw that look in people's eyes and I was like, man, they, I don't really know what they're talking about. They were talking about God and prayer and all these steps that I had never heard of. I don't know what they're talking about, but somehow they were, they were speaking my language. Like, I don't remember what they said, but I still know what they said. Does that make sense at all? Like it was the look in their eyes. And that's what attracted me. And now when I look in the mirror today, it's the trippiest thing because I have that look in my eyes. And so I'm able to go to a meeting and just shine that light, which is exactly my purpose everywhere that I go. Every step that I take every single day, my purpose is to shine my light, just like the Lord tells us to do. There was no point in me getting sober if I'm not going to share that with other people. This is a free gift that I don't deserve. This is the very definition of grace on my life. And I need to shine that and show other people that it exists for them. Because if I can get sober, anybody that knows the way I used to party, if if I can get sober, anybody can. And after the dude shared tonight, got to see um, a guy that grew up in the hood in LA. And um, he's been sober for almost a year now. And you can see, you can see like the, he told stories about the man he used to be. And I know that that's real, but the man that he was tonight, it's like, it's like the Holy Spirit was in that guy. It's like the Holy Spirit was just literally using that guy to speak. And it was awesome. I think, I mean, that dude could cut me. (laughs) He's not a dude you would ever cross, but like, there's something about that program that that it removes those layers and there's no fear and we were just best friends we'd never met before but we're best friends and that's what brokenness that's the gift of brokenness that's the gift of vulnerability that's the gift of transparency and just telling the truth and that is what sets people free it's being authentic and it's being real with yourself so that you can be real with other people. And I don't uh I don't know. I'm just going to say it. This is something I'm I'm just going to start saying the truth point blank. If you think that you might have a drinking problem or it causes like a divide in your life or you keep waking up with hangovers and wondering why you're doing it, please, for your own good, don't do this because I'm saying, like, for your own good, just go check out a meeting, see what it's about, and I swear, you're going to see the magic. It's everywhere. I've been to meetings all over the country, every state. Okay, not every state. I've never even been to Hawaii or Alaska, but (laughs) I've been to a lot of meetings and the magic happens in every single one, every single one, because every person in there is a walking miracle. And it's really cool to be able to see and experience that with your own eyes and your own ears. Man, I don't know where I got off on this tangent. I was just, um, I just got back from this meeting and those set me on fire. (sighs) Today's been a challenge, y'all. 
Today's been a challenge. The Lord has really tested me this month. Um, I'm in a hotel right now. I've got everything I need. I've got a roof over my head for tonight. I don't know about tomorrow. Um, but I don't have to worry about tomorrow because I'm okay right now. And the Lord is just testing my perseverance, my faith. I'm over here on the other side of the country. I don't know anybody here. I don't know anybody here. My friends are still in Charlotte. My friends are in Alabama where I went to college. And I really miss those familiar faces and I miss my family. I've been on the road for almost seven straight months and there's no end in sight. It's not like there's a home to return to. I've got, I think last time I checked this afternoon, I've got like $230 to my name. And that scares the shit out of me. It scares the absolute shit out of me. Just to not know. Like, <laughs> the fear of if something goes wrong, I'm, I'm completely screwed. But, that's also what keeps me going, is the fact that I'm okay today, and I've had this overwhelming fear before, and it's passed, and the Lord has provided, and the Lord has provided, and the Lord has provided, yet I still get consumed with fear, and I'm learning my way through it, but man, it's so hard, it's so hard. Here's an example of what the fear is like. I've got a hotel that my friend Kelly, Kelly, if you listen to this, thank you so much. I'm in a really nice hotel that out of the kindness of her heart, she booked for me. And so I've got a roof over my head, my primary need, but I'm so fearful about my bank account that I had a bowl of fruit for lunch. And that's it. That's it. Because on days like this, I get so consumed with fear that I just don't even want to spend money on food because I don't know if I'll have any tomorrow. And that's just the truth. I'm not saying that for anybody to feel sorry for me. Don't feel sorry because I am on the journey of my life. And the things I've seen in the last seven months have been incredible. You've seen it on Instagram. You've seen part of it on Instagram. You've seen 1% of it. The things I get to see every day, the people I get to serve on the streets, the people I get to pray with, the times I've given everything in my pocket, even though it scares the shit out of me to do it, the times where I feel like I have nothing and I give everything that I have to another person that looks like they need it more. Man, those are transforming moments. And it's happened over and over and over again. And the more I pour myself up, the more I pour it out, the more the Lord fills me up. And it's crazy how it works. It's like, I've given this example before. If I, let's say I have $5 in my hand. Imagine $5 bill just laying there in your hand and you close your fist around it for the rest of your life. Nobody can take that $5 from you. You'll always have $5, right? But unless your hand is open, you're never going to have more than $5. And that's true with everything in life, not just money. It's true with love. 
if I hold on to what I have with a tight fist and I don't give, I don't ever open my hand, how am I going to receive those things that I see other people have? How am I ever going to receive love? How am I ever going to receive any, like, peace, joy? You have to give it in order to get it. And it's so backwards to what society tells us. It tells, the world tells us, you know, if, if you have this glass of wine, you'll feel better. Or if you buy this new shirt, you'll look cool. And that's true for a second. But what about tomorrow? You're just left with nothing. When we're consuming things for ourselves, once it's gone, we're left with nothing. So instead of consuming, why not just live a life of giving? And just let it... It's a constant flow. And holy crap, I sound like such a stoner right now saying this stuff. But it's it's just the truth. And I'm living it, and I'm seeing it every single day. And days like this are hard. But even through talking about this, through sharing this with you, I literally just erased my fear by being honest and vulnerable with you my fear just went away because I just realized that I need to give even though I feel like I have nothing the days that I give when I feel like I have nothing uh, that's when the floodgates open up so I don't think I have anything left to say I just preach to myself I'm glad you got to be part of it I hope this resonates with you And I hope that you get to do the same thing. Whatever fears are in your life, if it's money, money is a big one. I think we can all relate to that one. Look at your bank account. When you're done with this podcast, here's a challenge. And I'm just thinking this one up on the fly. Check your bank account. Go give 10% of it. (laughs) 10%. That's it. 10%. It's um, just... Just go give it to somebody. You think you can do that? Is that too big of a challenge for you? Try giving 100%. Because that's what I've been doing for seven months, and I'm still alive. I'm in a freaking Marriott in Newport Beach. And um, it's the biggest challenge ever. But I'm smiling from ear to ear. And I'd rather have this smile than the frown I had in Charlotte, North Carolina with my salary and benefits and apartment, my full-time job at a software company. That didn't make me smile like this. Faith is the only thing that can make you smile like this. Faith, trust in the Lord's provision, giving, that's the real gift.